Hi, everyone. Welcome to Barefoot with Spirit podcast show. I'm your host, Leanne, the Barefoot Medium, and I'm incredibly excited to connect with you and to be able to bring you channeled information from spirit, source, the divine, to inspire you to transform your experience, consciously manifest your desires and connect with your intuition and spirit. Now, before we get started with this episode, like always, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I stand and on which my guest stands and pay my respects or our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and First Nations people who are tuning in from around the world. Now kick off your shoes, take some beautiful deep breaths into your heart space and step into this sacred container as we have a intimate connected conversation with my guest Fiona DeMarc on stepping outside your comfort zone. Now Fiona is an inspirational speaker and resilience coach. She helps people who are stuck and frustrated with their lives to create a new reality. Fiona has been legally blind since birth and loves to share her story of resilience, positivity and life achievements to inspire and motivate others. Welcome, Fiona. Thank you, Leanne. It's lovely to be here. Now, tell me a little bit about your background and how you come to be doing the work that you're doing. Um, So I grew up in our back New South Wales so um, very remote location and um, grew up with a disability so I've been legally blind since birth with a deteriorating eye, eye disease that has, has gradually sort of you know gotten worse so I've probably got about 10% or less of vision left now and um, I guess you know growing up where I did it made me learn to be very resourceful and to think outside of the square from the, the very beginning um, and I guess, you know, make, makes you kind of really look into what's happening inside of you and to, to really question yourself a lot of the time mm. and often sort of, you know, that goes against what society would expect of someone as well. So we, we grow, all grow up with expectations of what others um you know, I think that we can do and, you know, with all of those values and beliefs that are around us all of the time. And I think, you know, for someone with a disability, quite often your internal battle is to fight against some of that because quite often you know that you can do something different to what the expectations are of the people around you. And so for me, I think I hit sort of a bit of a, a point when I was in sort of my mid to late teenage years and, and really thought, okay, well, you know, I can't rely on other people. I really do need to be independent and work out what it is that I want to do and, um, you know, to, to tap into the resources that I had. And so I thought the best um, the best thing that I could do was potentially share my story and, um, you know, use my skills that I would learnt as, as, you know, that resilience to be able to help others. And so I followed a career in social work mm-hmm. and during COVID have stepped out to um, include um, some life coaching and resilience coaching, inspirational speaking along with that. 
um, in terms of sort of, you know, hooking up. I'd sort of studied a lot of alternative therapies as, along the years as well, just to sort of, you know, integrate that more traditional social work with some different facets. And I think the, the coaching kind of was the bridge that um, crossed the gap between the two of them. So it's been really lovely. Yeah, beautiful. There's a lot in there that I want to kind of pick up on and talk about, which is great. And you talk about resilience and you talk about growing up and having to look within and really, you know, I think that's important for anyone, whether they have a disability or not. And what I want to talk about is a little bit of that judgment that we can all experience. And I'm sure you would have gone through a lot of that. And, and people's expectations of what you could or you couldn't do. Um, and, you know, how did, how did you face that? How did you overcome that? You know, I think I've got, like, I don't know whether <laughs> it's necessarily a good thing or not, but I think, you know, either I'm very persistent or stubborn or whatever it may be. But um, generally when someone tells me no, you can't do that it makes me even more determined to prove them wrong and you know I had quite a um, you know significant member of my family tell me during senior high school they said to me mm, we don't understand why you're stressing out so much about the senior exams like you're not going to ever get anywhere in life mm. and you know this is this is all for nothing and I'm kind of like no, 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 no. These, these exams are my uh, ticket to finishing school, which gives me the marks to get into university, that gives me the marks to get out of this country town and go and live my life in the way that I want to do it. So no, 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 this is actually going to work the way that I want it to. Yeah. and so I kind of just ignored that person and went oh yeah we'll prove you wrong yeah. <laughs> and, and um, actually because... funnily enough was the first person in my university that graduated uh, sorry first person in my family that graduated university yeah wow and I love that because you know when when we have people who judge us or put us down or say you're not capable of doing something we can either go one of two ways we can either agree with them and take that on to be true for us mm. or we can, you know, step into our strength and have that courage to, to go, you know what, I can do anything that I set my mind to and I can, you know, do the best I can and see how that goes. Yeah. I do know um, sometimes that, that, that is quite difficult, especially as a younger person. I found yeah. that extremely difficult and, um, you know, the, the education structure, for example, and things were set up in the way that, um, you know, I went to mainstream school and there were many times where I didn't have the support that I needed or, you know, even at times kind of felt a little bit punished for having a disability and not being able to be as included as the rest of the students. But at the same time, I didn't have that capacity to be able to stand up for myself and say, well, no, hang on, this is wrong. Like, you, you know, you can't, can't make me write lines with the rest of the PE class just because I'm not participating because yeah. it's not that I have purposely left my, my uniform at home or whatever that, you know, I, I just physically cannot participate in PE class today because you've chosen something that, you know, I cannot do. Yeah. But, um, you know, at that point in time, I just kind of went, well, I know this is not right, but I just didn't have the, the capacity to be yeah. able to, to fight for myself. Yeah. And, you know, I, I look back now and I just go, oh, my gosh, I wish, 
you know, like there's there's not too many times where I think I want to go back and change the past, but um, I, I wish I just had have had that that ability to stand up for myself a little bit younger and be able to say, no, no, these these are not things that are right. You can't do these things. Yeah. And and I love that you you've got that ability to reflect back now. And mm. you know, it it has brought you, I'm sure, some gifts in amongst it. Talk to me about what resilience is for you? Resilience, I think, is just like, I think it's being brave enough to give stuff a go and to bounce back from those situations where things aren't ideal. You know, we all live in a world and whether you've got a disability or you've just got something that's sort of, you know, popped up in your life that's not ideal, we're all facing those challenges every day. It might be something simple, it might be something complex, but whatever it is, I think your ability to look forward and say, okay, what am I thinking about this situation right now? How realistic is that? And then how can I continue to move forward? Because we can't stay stuck in the same place the whole time, yeah? So no matter what's going on, you've still got to get past it at some point. So the sooner you're able to reframe your thinking and your actions and start to move out of that situation into something different, the better you're going to feel. And, you know, some of us have got the capacity to do that more quickly than others. But I think at some point you've, you've got to do it. And so, you know, if, if you can make that happen sooner, then, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, if you're having a, a one of those significant um, complex challenges, like, you know, maybe it's grief or loss or, um, you know, financial hardship, all sorts of things like that. I mean, you know, some of those things are very difficult to get through and it definitely doesn't discount them by saying, okay, well, let's just move on and it'll be all happy in the end. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you, you know, you've got to go through the process of dealing with that. But at the same token, to be able to still have that future view and be able to say, okay, this, this, is now it doesn't have to be forever yeah and I like how you mentioned the stuck in situations because you know when we when we feel stuck or frustrated is often some of our first signs that we're in our uncomfortable zone right and you know that there's an opportunity there to step into something different or to make a change or make a choice or make a decision one way or another and so you know, often that feeling of being stuck is that you're not enjoying whatever it is that you're experiencing, right? Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally. And there's often a fear that comes up around not knowing or not being sure or not having the confidence to take a step in whatever direction it is. Mm. And, you know, I know... I was talking to a client yesterday who was worried about making a decision because they were concerned about being wrong or making the wrong choice or the wrong decision. And, you know, there's often no wrong choices or wrong decisions. It's just about making a step, taking a little step to get that momentum going towards Mm. what it is that you want or that you're dreaming of or that you, or your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you you know, you look back on all of those situations in life where something difficult has happened. And in hindsight, you know, you can say, yes, there's always something that has come out of that situation. There's, you know, it might be, you know, the most difficult situation that you can dream of. 
there's always a positive that's come out of it. It's like that, that silver lining in the cloud. Like it might be that you've got some extra inner strength. You might have some extra resources for coping skills. It might be that you've had the opportunity to meet somebody new or take a different path in life. Whatever it is, there's always an outcome that you can look back on those situations and say it wasn't 100% all bad. It may be that you don't ever want to sort of, you know, deal with that situation again, but, you know, you've learned some skills from it. Yeah, and I think that's really important that we reflect back on what we do learn in amongst mm. it because how do we learn to set healthy boundaries, for example, or to speak up or to... Mm have the courage to, you know, do something that might be a little bit more challenging and out of our comfort zone, like, like you've done in your past to get you to where you are. Mm. And, you know, if we don't get made to feel uncomfortable, sometimes we won't make a change. We'll just mm -hmm. stay the exact same as we are. And where's the growth? Where's the learning? Where's the, the opportunities in that? Yeah. And that's it. Like, and, and, you know, I think even if the things that you're doing, if, you know, I don't like the word fail, but if they don't turn out the way that you would have liked them to have turned out, at least you've given it a go. I think, you know, quite often, you know, I'm, I'm always saying, yes, yes, I'll try this and I'll try that and I'll try everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether that's, that's sometimes it's, it works out well. And other times it's like, well, okay, that was a, not such a great idea <laughs> let's not do that one again but at least I can look back and go you know what like I did give it a go I don't have that question oh what if I had tried that or what if I had done that or made that decision or you know it, it's one of those things that I think I'd prefer to to give it a go and for it not to work out and to challenge myself versus having a regret later and going, you know what, I could have done that extra thing and now I will never know in my head whether I could have or could not have. Yeah. And so you talk a little bit about um, embracing positivity. Can you talk to me a little bit about positivity to help inspire people and motivate people to get out of their comfort zone? Yeah, I think it's it's just working out um, you know, it, it, it is very much a mindset thing, I think. And, and you know, it's people have, I think it's a personality trait as well. Sometimes like you're either sort of that, that glass full or that glass half empty kind of person. And I think, um, you know, sometimes the more you find that you challenge yourself, the more positive attitude you tend to get. So it kind of starts to build momentum and, and continues on in this, in this process. But I think... Um, yeah, like just always instead of looking at what can go wrong, actually mm. looking at what can go right and what you can achieve from different situations and what what those good outcomes might be because we we often look at all the things that potentially can go wrong yeah. and we go, oh, yeah, but, but, you know, the outcome would be this and that would be okay, but then there's 10 things that might go wrong along the way. What if, what if this happens? What if that happens? And it's like, stop focusing on all the what ifs and just go with the, the focus of the, the positive outcome and, you know, see, see what happens. Yeah. We've only, we're, you know, we've, we've, it's, it's, it, we're only here for a limited amount of time, I think. And, you know, just, just jam as much of that into life as you possibly can. I sort of, you know, you hear these people and they say, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. And I said, okay, what, what have you been doing? Well, just stuff. 
what's the stuff? Oh, I don't know. Is it actually stuff that is adding value to your life? And, you know, when they think about it a little bit more, they're like, oh, well, you know, I spend an hour every day surfing on social media and then, you know, two hours or three hours watching the television. Oh, but I don't have any time for exercise or reading a book or, you know, doing those other things that I really think I would like to be doing. And it's like, well, you know, it's, it's all about your priority sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I like how you talk about focusing on what's right and, and not what's wrong about situations or experiences. Mm. We, we often do that um, unless we become conscious and present of how we're thinking and what we're thinking or the words we're using or the thoughts we're using because, mm. you know, that what if this happens or what if that happens? Well, what if it doesn't? Hmm. what if it doesn't what if it works out better than you can ever imagine yeah exactly what if there's a really easy way for you to achieve what it is that you want if you start with you start with looking within at your mindset how you're feeling whether you're feeling confident and whether you've got the skills and the tools that you need and the support around you to help uplift you and motivate you and inspire you to, to chase after what you want. And I'm sure that was, there was one person within your world that, that helped motivate you and inspire you to go after what it is that you wanted. Um, and even if it wasn't, that one person could be you. Mm, mm. And, and it should just be really mindful of, of you know, that and that expectation of how much of this can I do myself? How much of this can I do with the support of others? But having said that, also not just simply relying on what other people are giving you because sometimes they're not feeding you the best information or they're not giving you the support that you really need or if you want to do something that is a little out of the ordinary you may not have that that support of people. You know, they went, oh, yeah. that, that's a bit strange. Like, why do you, why do you want to do that? Yeah. So, um, you know, to, to be able to make sure that you've got the right people in that network of support um, to, to, to give you the um, encouragement that you need and not those people that are going to judge you or, you know, for you to compare yourself to other people. I think it's, it's great to have an inspiration, but at the same point in time, you know, you are your own self, you're your own individual, and you, you shouldn't be comparing yourself to others either because everybody is on their own journey. And, um, you know, we, we all have different reasons for the, the, you know, our why to do things is different for everybody. And, you know, quite often if, if we're looking at, I don't know, let, let's say some celebrity or something that, I mean, you know, we don't, we don't really know what's going on in, in the inside of their life. You know, we see this tiny little proportion of something that's delivered to us by, um, you know, potentially a, um, you know, the media or whoever is, is just giving us this little snippet into someone's life. 
Mm. And that that might be inspiring. Oh, wow, there's that that celebrity or that sports person or whatever. And we see that just that tiny little moment. We don't see all the stuff that's going on in the background. So if it's the sport person, we don't get to see the hours and hours and hours of training and, and you know, medical stuff that they have to go through. And, and you know, we don't get to see inside of their head and see what's going on in and you know, really understand that person. And I think to use somebody like that as an inspiration is is great. But at the same token, to be able to say, you know, there's there's that piece of that that I want, but really I need to focus on me. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, you know, important that we we are able to identify who in our world are those people that encourage, support, motivate, inspire us mm. towards what we want. And, you know, I often talk to people about who are the poo-pooers, the dream mm. things, right? Um, who are the ones that criticise and pull apart and judge things? And it's okay to have some of those around you. It's just to know when to go to them. And, and you know, mm. I have a couple in my world that, if I've got a new project that I'm wanting to launch and need some feedback on what might be wrong about it or what could go wrong. <laughs> They're I'm always useful for that. <laughs> yeah, because they'll tell me the truth. They'll tell me what's mm. wrong with it. Mm. And, and I can then incorporate some of that and what feels right for me, uh, bearing in mind what feels right and coming back to me. And I love how you talk about that because it brings in the aspect of our intuition and our own knowing mm. of what feels right for us because it's our dream, it's our wish, it's our desires, it's our, you know, whatever it is we're moving towards, right? And yeah. it's only you that knows what feels right for you. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, I just wanted to, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, your, your vision and we talked prior to coming on about your other senses and how, um, how you use them and work with them. Um, would you mind talking a little bit about that? Because I know I've got a little, lot of clients who work with their intuition mm. and I think it's really important to know that we can receive information through all of our senses and often when one sense is taken away, the others get stronger, don't they? Mm, absolutely. And that's the thing is I think, um, you know, humans are so tailored towards vision as their main input of information. I think it's something like 80% of your, um, your cues come through your vision. And so all of a sudden, if we you know, gosh, my, my brain would be very sleepy if I took <laughs> took away 80% of what was going into it all of the time. And so I think it's just automatically adapted and said, okay, well, if you're not going to use your brain for this, we'll just utilise it for other things instead. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, like I do have a particularly good memory for information. Mm-hmm. Um, my hearing is exceptionally good. Um, my children who are now young adults um, can certainly attest to the fact that they can never get up to anything when they were young because you know <laughs> mummy didn't have eyes in the back of her head she had like bat ears or something I think yeah um so yeah it's um it, it's really interesting and even just um you know the sense of smell sense of touch um sense of taste is is all very much enhanced 
And so, you know, going for a walk in the springtime and smelling all the flowers or, you know, even just listening to the crunch of the leaves under your feet because it's, um, you know, the, the seasons are starting to change and the leaves are starting to drop from some of the trees at the moment. And so, um, yeah, just just those those small things that often we're so caught up in the everyday stuff that we don't we don't take it in. Yeah. And um you know, and, and even the other day, like, I mean, I must admit, I was um, was standing somewhere and I, I was I was in a, um, an environment where there was quite a bright light above my head. Mm-hmm. And I have not so much um, sort of straight on vision, but my peripheral vision is OK. So I sort of see stuff out of the corners of my eyes better than out of the front. And I, um, I think I scratched my ear or something. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, there's my elbow. <laughs> And so I was just fascinated going, I can see my elbow out of the corner of my eye. And so it was just the the weirdest little thing that, you know, because I'm not usually taking in those visual cues, it was Mm. like, oh, oh, okay, let's let's just enjoy this little moment. And I think, you know, so often we just take it, take it for granted, the the things that are around us and um you know, just even even sort of, you know, the the information that we do get through using our intuition or, you know, the processing that goes on when we're dreaming and stuff like that. I think, you know, people often discount a lot of that information that comes into us through other sources and you're just so caught in your everyday stuff that you quite often just discount all of that stuff and it's really important to just take take a step back and, and just really, you know, think from a bigger picture. Yeah. And I like how you mentioned that, you know, vision is often about that 80% mark, right? Mm. And with with a lot of the students that I teach about using their intuition and stepping into their psychic or mediumship abilities, I'll often say to them, go and sit in a park or a crowded location and just listen. Mm. Listen to all the noises and describe them. How would, you know, if you can hear a, Um, I can hear a car on the road that's just about 100 metres away. It it sounds like a small car, a large truck. What does it sound like? Um, You can hear people talking. Are they talking softly? Are they talking kindly? How would you describe it? Mm -hmm. Can you hear birds? Can you hear the animals around you? Um, Can you hear people walking or running or jogging? Like how often do we sit and describe that? Mm. And, and, and you know that that's how that that's my input into life you know I go and sit in the park and you know I don't have my eyes to see all those things so my brain is automatically just doing that which yeah. is you know that's so, so I wanted to kind of pick into that because I think it's really important for people to embrace all of your senses you have access to all of them mm. and touch and feel you know how often do we connect with our emotional body as well Mm. and how often do we touch things and can we describe what they feel like in our in our fingers are they rough are they smooth are they coarse or you know how would you describe it Mm -mm. um so thank you for sharing that I really appreciate it because I know some of my listeners will get a lot from that and especially even just um you know going going shopping for example you know like touch the vegetables when you're buying them it's a bit you know a bit creepy and weird but (laughs) um yeah like I mean you know just just feeling things and 
you know experiencing the the different smells like you know go go to the go to the market or something and and smell smell mm. the stuff mm. sometimes that's a little unpleasant <laughs> it's not always <laughs> the best thing <laughs> sometimes I wish my smell wasn't so great <laughs> um you know you mentioned touching things in shops it's it's interesting because I'm a very tactile person and my my strongest sense is my feel mm. um you know, intuitively as well. And it wasn't until I went shopping with um, a friend who said to me, do you know that every time you walk into a store, you touch things and you feel them and you automatically go, no, yes, no, yes. Mm, mm. Because uh, it's really important for me how things feel on my body. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I didn't does It doesn't matter if it's the it. most gorgeous looking I don't know, dress or whatever, mm. if it doesn't feel nice, then yeah. Yeah, no, well, let's not, let's not even go there. <laughs> no, and so there's certain materials that I just touch and go, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's really interesting that, that you know, there's, there's things that we often do that we're not even aware that we do. My mm. partner has a very keen sense of smell and he smells everything and it's like, oh, my God, what are you doing? <laughs> Um, but I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure I think mine thinks I'm a bit of a, a, a he just just shakes his head now and just goes yeah yeah whatever because I mean <laughs> I've always got something like he, he calls me the little pyromaniac because there's always something burning in my house so yeah. whether it be a candle or some incense or something there's always something because yeah. I'm so you know clued into that smell and so he's like oh okay yeah yeah you, you, you've got another candle on and I'm like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I just want to kind of invite people who might be listening and watching to a embrace your resilience and step out of your comfort zone today do something that might be a little bit of a challenge for you or stretch you and help you grow and to also Think about how you can embrace all of your senses in your everyday world and really embrace all of who you are. Mm. Now, Fiona, can you share with people where they can connect with you if they want to know more about the work you do? Yep. So um, at the moment, I am probably best found by mainly two sources on my website, which is www.fionadmark.com.au. And I'm trying to boost my Insta. Insta does my head in a little bit because I'm not, I'm not in the right age bracket to, to have been there from the very beginning. I used to literally use Instagram to stalk my children and find out what they were up to. <laughs> and it. so now I'm just like, oh, yeah, Insta post every day. And, of course, you know, it's actually a really interesting challenge given the fact that, of course, Insta is very visual. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, well, what can I do today to put something on Instagram that then is, you know, it's working for me, working for everybody else. So, um, but that that's my opportunity to, to share a little bit of, um, you know, information in relation to myself, my life lived as legally blind, um, the, some of the stuff that I get up to, there's always some pole dancing pictures and stuff on there because that's my latest moment, latest fitness thing. What else is, um, and, and then a little bit of information as well about, um, you know, just 
um, ideas and tips on living with disability because sometimes, you know, people are too afraid to ask the questions of someone with a disability. And I think the more awareness we can get out there, the better. And so some of it's about that as well. So there's, there's a few different sort of, you know, facets to the whole Instagram thing. So, um, yeah, and, of course, on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. So I'm all over the socials. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for sharing um, your story and giving some tips and insights into how people can start stepping out of their comfort zone. Thank you and for having me. That's okay. Pleasure. It was lovely to talk to you. And for those of you who are listening, if you have enjoyed or gained an insight from today's episode, please pop a comment below. Um, subscribe, hit the like button, do all of those things and share through your socials as well. If you would like to connect with me further, jump on my website, thebarefootmedium.com.au. And I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode of Barefoot with Spirit. Mm -hmm.